Welcome to the American Geographical Society podcast. I'm Catherine Kim. Today we have joining us Avi Schiffman, a 17-year-old high school student living near Seattle, Washington, who developed one of the world's most popular COVID tracking dashboards, ncove2019.live. Avi started tracking the disease in December, before many people in the U.S. were even talking about the coronavirus. Since then, his website has gone quite literally viral with over 700 million visitors. Thanks so much for being here with us today, Avi. Yeah, for sure. So how are you doing with isolation at this exciting point in your life? You're getting global attention and you're not able to interact yeah. with this new fan base of yours. Yeah, it, it is. A, it's very different. You know, I'm, I was on like the Daily Show and everything like that, for example, but, you know, I don't actually get to go like to LA, you know, I do it all virtually and stuff. So, you know, right. a, lot of, uh, a lot of interviews and internships and stuff like that are all just, you know, virtual. So uh, it's a very different time. It is kind of a bummer. You missed out on the late shows, seeing the green yeah, room and, and meeting Trevor Noah in person. At the American Geographical Society, we like to say that everything about COVID is geographical. So we've Mm -hmm. been tracking the virus through a geographical lens and amassing some of the best dashboards and maps that Mm -hmm. illustrate the spread of the virus through space. And yours is one of our favorites. So how did you come up with the idea to build a COVID tracker? Yeah, I guess, you know, I was procrastinating from a a much bigger project I was working on at the time. Um, And I just, you know, I was just reading stuff and, you know, I noticed this was, huh, that's something interesting. I'll, I'll, you know, work on one of my, I was just working on web scraping kind of stuff at the time. There were just tables and tables of information on like, you know, this city in China, this many cases, you know, that many deaths all that time ago. Now there's like, you know, 4 million. So, you know, I started this so long ago. Yeah. I mean, there were probably only cases in China at that point, right? Yeah. You know, the entire site was just uh, based around China and, you -hmm. know, the entire breakdown of China. And then it was like, oh my God, now it's spreading to other regions. I'm sorry, I have to be an international region. And, you know, it was, it was really, really weird back then. You know, United States would have like three cases. Japan would have like seven, you know, like I have old screenshots of me working on the site and the numbers are just so incredibly low. Like I never thought this would be a global pandemic um, or the website would become this popular. Yeah. My, my generation has never had a global pandemic or, you know, any big world event like this, so. I do remember the first time we reported on it, too, and now we're still talking about it all these months later, and it's it's impacting yeah, our lives definitely. and our future. Definitely changed the world. You had then no idea when you were building the site that it was going to make such a global impact. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the website now has gained, like, around, like, 800 million visitors, um, which is that that's like a lot of people. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like every single day. For sure. Every single day it's like thirty million something. I don't know, something wow. like that. Um, it is it is just insane the amount of traffic that goes to this site. It is one of the most high traffic websites like in the world. It it is just insane. I mean, and I think it's also probably one of the fastest to go from like zero to like, you know, where it's at and stuff right now. Just be, you know, the world is just so connected now. You know, back mm-hmm. in um you know, back when SARS happened, we didn't even have smartphones, you know, even like Ebola. And so there wasn't just like a website that could update every couple minutes with the most up-to-date numbers. You know, I think what's really cool is just, you know, we're at the point where technology and global health could just so easily be combined to do such really cool stuff. I mean, I'm just some random kid with a laptop you know, in the middle of the forest. And, you know, I'm going to be able to make some website that's able to help families, you know, stay connected around the entire world for a global pandemic. You know, it's just really cool. Um, what you can do with technology so so easily these days. So we love, we're geographers, and we love the map on your dashboard. And oh, I noticed yeah. that you've been continually updating that feature. Oh, so yeah, that thing changes a lot. 
Yeah. You might have not even realized that you're a geographer yourself. You know, I've learned so much like things that I had no idea before. Like I didn't even know, like, I guess this is stupid to think about, but like, I didn't even know that there were transcontinental countries. Like there are, there are countries like, uh, like Russia, for example, I have, um, specific pages for some people that want like, you know, quick pages of like breakdowns and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had someone email me saying that Russia, why is Russia in Europe and Asia? And I was like, Oh, I, I guess I wonder if it really is. And, uh, I mean, it actually is cause Europe, I mean, Russia is both in like, you know, I think it's like Eastern Europe, but then like Northern Asia at the same time and things. And then there's actually so many countries that are like that too. So there's like a lot of, lot of, uh, geographical things, uh, that I had no idea about before, but I guess, you know, I know now. So. Definitely. And there's a lot of politics behind where those lines are drawn and how people oh, consider yeah. those countries. Yeah. There's actually something interesting. So, uh, when I first started this, um, you know, I, I highlighted China and stuff like that a lot more just because, you know, that was, that was where numbers were really updating fast and, you know, where it was a much bigger deal. Um, and I had a section called, uh, special administrative regions for China. Um, and inside of that, I had, uh, Macau, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. However, I didn't really know that much about like those kind of geopolitics back then. And a lot of people were either, they were either, you know, they wanted Taiwan in the SARS region or they wanted Taiwan in the international region. And because the site is so global, like, you know, only 50% ish of the traffic is from the United States, it's actually like 40% oh, wow. now, um, you know, that there, there are people that have very, very different opinions on countries like Taiwan. Um, and, you know, some countries have different names and stuff that, you know, this population agrees with that this population doesn't so you know it's it's really interesting having to um kind of deal with that and i remember what i did is if you visited it from china taiwan was in in the china region and if you visit it from the rest of the world then um it was in the international area so google maps does the same thing actually yeah it depends probably. on where you're viewing it that's geospatial cool. tech what we're dealing that. with all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know a lot of interesting geopolitics and stuff you have to deal with just make people happy it's hard to compromise sometimes but yeah definitely definitely and why do you think it's important to see how on a map COVID is spreading through space um I think uh, I guess you know looking specifically at a map um can give people information in a different kind of format than them just looking at data tables you know there mm -hmm. some people learn in different ways and stuff for example and just looking at data in different ways can be very helpful to people um you know if you you know, just, just looking at numbers and numbers and numbers might be just mind boring to some people, but, you know, you know, playing with a map that you can like, you know, hover over around Guatemala and, you know, see how many cases and stuff there, uh, I think is really interesting and helpful to some people. You know, the, the goal of the website is to be able to have, you know, easy access to information, um, especially in a time like this when there's just so much, you know, censorship and things like, you know, it is very hard sometimes to get numbers from a lot of these more authoritarian, uh, uh, countries so right. Russia and China it is hard to get some of these numbers sometimes um, and it is interesting to provide such a an easy to access and like free um, website uh, especially these days exactly so you're a student in the Seattle area it's pretty impressive that you developed a platform to provide this vital public health information to a global audience while still being a junior in high school <laughs> how are your classmates responding to the fact that you're a global phenomenon yeah, I mean, so when this really took off, I mean, I, I am a very, very bad student, okay? Like, really bad. <laughs> really? I mean, I, I basically, oh, I just really focused on, I just really, really only did stuff I, I really cared about. And I guess, you know, school mm -hmm. was just, 
I was just such a bad student in things. And, you know, when I was in like, I was in like ceramics class and stuff, whenever my teacher would turn around and stuff to like, let us do whatever, I was just on my laptop, just working on stuff. Um, and I'd like, sketchily make a bowl in ceramics and I like you know work on my website and else and things like you know I was just um I was just doing my own thing and I've always done coding and computer related things um you know I personally don't really care that much about like the ones and zeros and how the programming stuff actually works I just I really just like making things in general whether it's like you know movies or art or anything like that I just you know programming is just another creative medium to just really make stuff and that's why I really enjoy making websites just because it's so easy to share you know all you need is an internet connection and any kind of device and you can just visit it I mean you can go to my website on like an xbox you know there's just a it's so easy for people to access it and stuff and you can just make such big impacts with something like that and that is something I guess I really enjoy and I just you know really focused on my passion and stuff in school and so you know when this really took off I was just so busy I skipped like a week and a half of school and then it just closed down. That's true so I guess you didn't get to spend a lot of time with your classmates since your website took off because it was the same time as coronavirus. So I know you're into hackathons. At AGS, we do what we call mapathons, where we add features and attribute data to open source mapping platforms in hopes of aiding development and emergency response. And a lot of geographers are using these same platforms to respond to COVID in their communities. Some of our partners are engaged in projects around the world, encouraging young people to add to the map. So from your perspective, why is it so important to have young people engaged in using technology to make the world a better place? But I think it is really important for for youth to do really cool stuff in tech. Um, I mean, I, I hope that what I created inspires a lot of other young people to do really cool things. You know, all I did, you know, I didn't go to any, you know, special college class or any boot camp or anything like that. All I did was just, you know, stay in online chat rooms and, you know, ask questions. There's so many people willing to ask you, you know, any question I have, you know, as long as it's not like, you know, nuclear physics or something like that, you know, there are like 200 other people that had the exact same question. Um, since the like inception of web development. There's so many resources to learn. And I think that, you know, I hope that what I created just, you know, gives people the initiative and the motivation to just take, you know, that final step and actually make something. Um, and I think, you know, I don't need to stand at a podium and just say like, yeah, you know, go youth people kind of thing. I think what, what, is, what is cool is that I can actually make something and show that, you know, I can do it, you know, so can you. You know, I, I hope that many more young people do really cool stuff. And you're certainly not being bogged down by having to stay inside. Because right now, a lot of the students are finishing up online classes and Zoom okay. conferences and final exams. And in fact, we know a lot of students who recently finished taking the AP Human Geography exam. So I wanted to ask you for one last piece of advice for those students, especially our AP Human Geography students who work a lot in, in coding sometimes and other GIS technologies. And they're all across the US and the globe. How do you think that they can specifically contribute to this fight or even broader goals while they're confined to their time in their bedrooms? I think a lot with people in school that are taking a lot of these like, you know, AP kind of things and stuff. I think one thing uh, is that, you know, I think a lot, I see a lot of people like my school that I went to was very, very competitive and stuff in my high school. Um, and, you know, people would take like, you know, 10 AP classes, you know, and it's like, oh my God. You know, I, I think that one thing is that people should focus a lot more on their on their passion and stuff instead of just you know taking you know go to this specific club um because you know we'll give you a better chance of getting into college and stuff and i think there's just people in general that you know are taking all these high level classes and stuff should still focus a bit on you know what they're doing um in terms of what they genuinely care about and i think that you know when when you do focus on that it'll honestly give you a better chance of getting into college anyways 
So, you know, in terms of actual like AP geography kind of students and stuff that have a lot of geography knowledge, there's just so many projects and stuff people are working on with coronavirus things. And I know there are a lot of really cool people working on uh, interesting maps. There, there are a lot of really cool things you can do with maps uh, to infer interesting things. You know, there, there's a lot of ways that a lot of students can contribute um, if they're interested in, you know, mapping and you know, that kind of stuff. Thanks for that, Avi. I have one last question for you, and it's a super easy one to answer. And I'm kidding, of course, but I heard you wanted to make the next Facebook or Napster. So what's next for you? <laughs> yeah, I think so well, when I'm older and stuff like that, I don't, I don't necessarily want to make, you know, what other people did and stuff. I want to be, I want to be like the next Avi Shifney, you know, the next Mark Zuckerberg or whatever isn't going to create a social network. Uh, you know, the next Larry Page who won't make a, a search engine. You know, a lot of these, a lot, I think a lot of people will like, they've seen me in the news and stuff like that. And they want to compare me to people like Bill Gates and stuff. But, you know, I want to be my own person and make my own things. And I want to make even bigger things and stuff like that. Um, you know, creations and stuff like Facebook are, are pretty cool to me. But I want to make really, really big things that are the kind of start of so many more things. So my favorite company, one of my, I think my favorite examples of something like this is Napster. Facebook is okay and everything. But, but Napster, I think, is really neat. Just, you know, they were a terrible company. I mean, they were sued by everyone who ever made music. However, you know, they changed music forever. And they really did because of, of, because of things like Napster. We now have things like Spotify and, you know, YouTube and Twitch and all these kind of things. So I want to create, you know, really big things that, you know, just change so much. You know, I care a lot more about uh, the impact. I didn't expect to do something this big so young, but, um, you know, I guess it's uh, the first step. You know, now that I have so many more, like, connections and opportunities and resources to do, uh, you know, really big things, um, it uh, it'll definitely help me the next thing I make. So, yeah. Exactly. I think you do have the power to keep revolutionizing. You've I'm made sure. such a big change and, and really had such an impact today during this pandemic. So, yeah, definitely. Thanks so much, Avi, both for your time and for all the work you're doing to provide important data to the public during this time. So it was great chatting with you. And on behalf of the AGS, I wish you luck as you continue this you. integral mission. Yeah, I wish uh, everyone else over there luck as well, um, <laughs> especially, you know, if they're like students and stuff, you know, <laughs> it'll end eventually. I hope so. Thanks so much, Avi. For sure, yeah, that was cool. Thank you.